Welcome to a Day Shade Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 23. If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneurs across Africa. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in once again. This is the concluding episode where I had a long discussion with Simba Mabasha, the co-founder and former CEO of Wabona, a streaming video on demand service based out of South Africa. So me and Simba got to chop up some real good game about doing business in Africa, uh, startups, fundraising, video on demand, his hustles, and where he sees the future of his company and business in general. So if you really, really love getting to hear what a real entrepreneur down in Africa is doing and you don't mind consuming your content as a bit of a puzzle, you can listen to this episode and then go back to the initial episode where we started the conversation. However, if you'd like your things sequentially, feel free to skip on back to episode 22, I believe, listen to the show, and then come on back to episode 23, this episode, and listen to the conclusion discussion with Simba Mabasha. And also oh, some news in Odeshi. Um, yes, 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 you've heard it before. I think some of the prior guests have said it and we've discussed it. But yep, I have moved, moved, moved. So the show is not going to be coming to you live from Africa. We're no more in the States. So I have a lot of uh, news to catch up with everyone on. From how I made the transition, shipping my stuff... And then how the show is going to proceed from now on. We've got a lot of new and interesting things. I'm going to change things up a little bit. We'll include a blog piece. There'll be some video content. Obviously, the interviews are going to continue. And they'll take a different dimension from how we used to do it before, which was purely Skype-based to maybe live one-on-one discussions in person. So... Yeah, if you're an entrepreneur out there, you're listening to this, and you'd like to share your story, please feel free to reach out to me at chi at odeshi.com. Also, if you have any suggestions for any cool entrepreneurs out there that you think we'd love to hear more about, please feel free to send me a suggestion on the comment and suggestions box on the website. All right, guys, uh, let's get on with the conversation with Simba Malbasha. But prior to that, let's take a quick word from one of our friends, and on with the show. Are you interested in increasing sales and driving higher profitability for your company? Do you want to reach over 50 million buyers and potential customers? Then head over to Conga Marketplace at conga.com. Conga.com is Nigeria's largest e-commerce marketplace that provides millions of customers the ability to access a wide variety of products at very attractive prices. Showcase your goods and services and watch your business explode. Go to conga.com, that's K-O-N-G-A dot com, and sign up to be a seller on Niger's largest marketplace. Funding presents its own challenges of, you know, the high cost of acquisition of licenses for video. So let's talk about your experience in 88 mile per hour fundraising and why that system on a whole is either good for Africa or bad for Africa and your experiences. I think over 88, I think the idea of accelerators um, is, a, is a good idea. Mm-hmm. The problem of copy and pasting models from Europe and America is a bad idea. Yeah. In that, um, and no disrespect, but um, the staff didn't understand the context. 
and an African context, you know, and being, and you, when you come to the continent, right, you, 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 you either learn this the hard way or you learn this the easy way. The easy way is listen, listen before you speak, you know, go to, go to townships or, you know, squatter camps, terrible word, or rural areas or urban areas, and just look and listen. Just understand what the consumer is doing. This is a highly sophisticated consumer, mm-hmm. you know, who knows exactly what they want. They know what prices they're going to pay for it, and they and they have a they have a sense of pride, you know. And I feel a lot of um, non-African, even many African businesses, misunderstand underestimate the consumer, disrespect the consumer, and don't take time to know the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, so in a context of building African startups, you know, that was a fundamental lacking in that space. In that they didn't necessarily get that you really need to just bring people on board who work in these spaces. You know, if you're gonna go to Nigeria, you need a Nigerian. You need someone or you need to have been there enough you know, spend enough time in that space to understand at least, you know, on some level how the market works. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, it has 190 million people. A lot of people flood the space, but how are you making cash? You know, so it's a fundamental question. How are you going to make cash? How are you going to get the cash out? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to sell the things to these people? You know what I mean? A campaign that works in, you know, in, in New York will not work in a crowd. You know what I'm saying? You know, so you've got, you've just got to, so that was the fundamental problem. And I think there's a problem with with, with foreign money is that they have um, either unrealistic expectations, in part maybe exploitative expectations of the consumer that we can make as much money here quickly and get out. Some businesses take time to build. Twitter, Facebook, you know, a lot of the new media companies took a long time to become profitable. And they were given enough cash to do that. Whereas in Africa, you're given little cash, but with the great expectations that we need you to blow up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need you to, I need bank, dog. In 18 months, I need bank. You know, and um, and you're wondering to yourself, like, no, dude, you know, we are still building this thing out. Mm-hmm. We're still learning from this consumer. You know, even as an African, there's a lot I didn't know about my consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I need time. You need you need funders that get that. You need visionary money. You know what I'm saying? Long term money that mm-hmm. really looks at you know that thinks of the space. Like you know what, man? I'm probably going to make a billion dollars, but I'm not going to make it in two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make it in five to ten. Mm-hmm. So when I put money into an African thing, into an African business, I'm going to do that. But you mentioned earlier, you know, of 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 the thing about trust. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, a lot of money don't trust. They don't trust that. You really don't. They, they they will give you money with a lot of caveats, a lot of expectations, like you know, and they won't give you room to move. You know what I'm saying? Room to be entrepreneurial. You know, Mark Zuckerberg can tell Microsoft, "I'll sell you 1.5 percent of my company for five billion," and you can say nothing. <laughs> Bill Gates can say nothing. You're like, okay, cool, bro. You know, I'm gonna buy WhatsApp for 19 billion. Who's gonna say anything? An African company, man, nigga, <laughs> dude, man, they'll be like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, what do you mean, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's a, there is a misunderstanding of the entrepreneur, there's a misunderstanding of the marketplace, and money doesn't get that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Money money is just trying to get a result 
You know, they don't necessarily show us the respect of this is a this is the last bastion of capitalism. This is the youngest the youngest population under 25 in the world. Yeah. You know, we're still urbanizing at a frantic rate. We still have we have mobile that's going to change the way we do healthcare, education, entertainment, banking. You know, just to name a few. The upside is immense. You know, but you've got to afford it the same respect you afforded the new world. You know, when, when Europeans move to America or people, when you afforded the Asian tigers, you've got to afford these places that type of respect and give entrepreneurs the opportunities to to, to, to flourish and blossom and trust them. Because these are the dudes that know what, they, they, they're taking the most risk. They don't have a job. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to hustle this game. <laughs> you know, they need your money and they're trying to make, they're trying to, they're trying to make it work for themselves and for you. You know, and money doesn't get that. Yeah. My experience was, 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 an idiot overall was was good and bad, you know, and I and I've expressed these things to them. Like, you know, I think you've got to if you're gonna give mentors, give them African, give people who get the space. Yeah. You know what I mean? People I who understand the markets. You know, that's important. You know, cutting and pasting European and American thinking, I think, is fundamentally flawed. Okay, so basically, it has to be the the long and short of it is that it has to be localized, extremely localized to the context of being in Africa or being in the particular country. So if you're going to get a mentor in South Africa as a South African company, it's best to have like, you know, someone that's a serious and well-respected entrepreneur in South exactly. Africa from South Africa. Kind of like, exactly. let's say for yeah. you, for example, you probably have somebody like, I don't know, maybe an Adipina or a Kuzbeka, if Kuzbeka has time to mentor people. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Or, or someone who understands, you know, because as 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 regionalized as Africa is, there's so, there's still certain narratives that connect. Yeah. So when I when I when I when I go to Kenya, right, I'm like, no, this feels a lot like Zimbabwe because they were colonized by the British. Mm-hmm. So there's certain fundamental structures that are the same. The same would be for Lagos, you know, Abuja or Accra. You know, so there are things I can feel very comfortable with. But if I go to Mozambique or Angola, I feel very foreign. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is very different. You know what I'm saying? So I would need a Mozambique or an Angola. I'm like, please help me understand how to do business here. What's yeah. going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you definitely need localized thinking. You know, fundamentally is respect. Just respect the people you're dealing with in those spaces. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. We've talked a lot about your company, Wabona. Now, let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey personally. So could you tell us, um, like, one of your biggest failures and how you overcame that? (laughs) That's a great. I was thinking about that question. (laughs) I think the biggest failure wasn't speaking up to money. So we took a big part of the business. um, We had to sell a big part of the business, you know, for for a low valuation. Okay. Uh, I wasn't proud of that, man. Um, because you've got you've got to you've got to hustle, man. You know, you've got to understand that sometimes money may seem like a solution. You know, I think the solution is just you rethinking and 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 retooling your hustle. You understand? Because you don't want to undervalue yourself. Um, and become desperate. Desperate people make bad decisions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and the fundamental lesson for me was: um, don't ever feel like there's a gun held to your head. You know, you know. Sometimes just say no. 
You can say no, and the struggle continues and it becomes even harder. But just say no, because I think at the end of the day, if you know your business and you believe in your hustle, you know, you'll come through. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, fundamentally just trusting myself more and trusting that, you know, it's going to be some difficulty, but it makes sense in the long term. So if you were to start again from scratch, let's say at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey, what would you have done dif- differently? I would have hustled harder. Okay. <laughs> I would have. I would have just. I would have hustled harder. I would have. I would have. I wouldn't have spent too much time looking for VC. Okay. You know, and, and Asia. I would have just hustled harder. Okay. So trusted my instincts more. Just like, you know, be aggressive on 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 the risks. Um. Be 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 willing to to pivot fast, to fail fast, but always have this end goal that if I, even if I enter the industry, I don't understand, but it makes, it's, it's, it's functioning, it's better built than my space, you know, I can make some cash there, let me get some cash there and seed myself, basically seed yourself. Okay. If you can seed yourself, seed yourself. So basically just find a way to be self-funded and not, exactly. not be dependent on somebody else's capital. Exactly. Okay. What's the most frustrating thing about being an entrepreneur? It's a lonely game um, in Africa. I think um, it's a very it's a very lonely place because you don't necessarily have many peers. That's changing. Um, mm. But um, your people, I mean, some of us are first or second generation university graduates, so people are going into the middle class as professionals. Entrepreneurship is still seen as a a taboo or a very like, wow, you're liberal. Over oh, while you like risks, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, and and I think it's yeah, the the loneliness aspect is very frustrating. People not understanding the 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 entirety and the potential of the opportunity that is Africa. Yeah, and um, I think I think once people understand what what what, what is to, what what is to be gained um, in this continent, um, they will soon realize that. Um, Mark Zuckerberg or Larry Page are not anomalies to a particular environment, as was Thomas Edison, you know, or Da Vinci, you know, or Steve Jobs or Bill Gates, you know what I'm saying, or Thomas Ford, or Tom, you know what I'm saying, or Henry Ford, right? Those are people who were built in an environment whereby the sky was not the limit, it was space, you know, and once we take away those barriers of I can't do this just because I'm African. I think you realize that though we we ourselves have the potential and the education and the thinking to build life-changing legacy businesses and industries, you know. um, But unfortunately, at the moment, for the most part, we're trying to survive or enjoy the dream, the middle-class dream, Mm. and that's making entrepreneurship very lonely. Yeah, because I do know there's been several reports that have come out that Africans have the highest amount of advanced degrees in the United States compared to any other nationality. But yet yeah. they make up primarily the majority of those that go to seek for jobs. And it's the same in here in the diaspora as well as back in Africa. Exactly. So, so I want you to come at this question from a personal perspective. What was the reaction from your parents when you told them that, hey, you're not going to be a lawyer, you're going to do this entrepreneurship thing and try and put uh, they weren't happy, a- Afri- right. African videos on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, they didn't hear it. My, mother, my dad didn't get it completely. My mom was just confused, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so 
the country and like, well, what is this? What is this? You're a lawyer, right? Like, even to this day, like, you can still practice yarn, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so, but when the dollars are coming in, I'm sure she throws down a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when you get some press, right? You know, <laughs> you know, no man, it was hard for them, and I, I, I you know, you, you have regrets, man. Yeah. Stand, you say to yourself, like, these people sacrificed a lot, man. And you appreciate their sacrifice and you understand, like, listen, I went to really good schools and that was because my parents both worked, both worked very hard. Mm -hmm. All our siblings are very well educated and my siblings are very well educated. You know, for you to then say, like, listen, thank you, but I think I want to do something else. You know, I think for them must feel like a slap in the face. You know, like, yeah. but, you know, we didn't sign up for this. You know what I'm saying? The second, my, my, my counter to that is you put us in a position to dream. Yes, because you didn't have those opportunities, you know, in a colonial structure, in apartheid structure. You know what I'm saying? Now we have. You've taken us to these places, and the one thing education does, it expands your horizons. You know what I'm saying? You see the world very. You see the world bigger than it is. You know, um, than you, than you, you know, bigger than your space. You know, so you you can make a connection to a great inventor like Da Vinci. You're like, oh, okay, this guy thought, you know, he had questions. And you try to solve those questions. You know what I'm saying? As someone in Africa, my, my question when I was 15 was like, clearly people want videos, right? You know what I'm saying? They want videos in the hood. They don't necessarily want to go to the video club, sign up, you know, do the credit checks or something. They just want to be like, yo, can I get that video? <laughs> Let me provide that service. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing, you know, where people are trying to solve, like, you know, computing. You know, when, when Steve Jobs, like, I just want to build a personal computer that makes a lot of sense for people. You know, you build the Apple One. You know, so what I'm saying is that when you when we were put in these when you gave us opportunities, and when and then education is a great opportunity, and unfortunately for some it's still a luxury. You know, it shouldn't be a luxury; it's a necessity. You know, is that when you get these things and you start seeing the world differently, you you ought yourself to try. You ought yourself to go out there and say, "I'm really well educated. I'm well educated. You know, but I feel that my my contribution to society." can be better as an entrepreneur, as a business leader. Mm. You know, I can I can contribute more as this in, in this role than as an employee. Yeah. And no disrespect to those who are hustling. You know what I'm saying? In the employee space. You know what I'm saying? I want to be an employer. You know, not only an employee but an employer. So yeah, it was very hard for them. It was very hard. And I appreciate they've been honest and not been honest, man, but if someone is listening and you're struggling with your parentals, like yo if you if you feel really strongly about it, they'll come on board. Yeah, it'll take time to come on board. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to follow that inner voice that is telling you you need to go out and do what you have to do, and not like, exactly. follow exactly. The, follow the blueprint that was set down for you. Most a, a lot of us don't have blueprints. We just have like oh, an instinct. Like oh, I'm supposed to go here or do it. Like how yeah. who would ever know that? Um, take for example you. Or Jason would go into video space. Jason or Iroko didn't even know about video space until he just, after feeling like all his businesses sat at home and was observing his mom watching TV. Exactly. And then, and then he did that. And I'm like, I watch my mom watch African Magic all day long since I've been yeah. in college in the US. And I'm like, it never occurred to me that everybody else's mom is doing the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. It For never me, occurred to me. In this space, I always say this when I when I'm speaking to people. My best judge of quality is my mom. <laughs> African content. That's the target audience. So when yeah. I go home, Zoom. I'm like, so what are you watching? 
<laughs> and you just sit down. Obviously, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm watching to observe you yeah. more than to watch it. I'm like, okay, so this is making sense. So last time I was home, telenovelas. Like now I'm watching Telemundo, right? Yes. Oh, that's long is huge now. It's massive. Absolutely massive. Africa must be the biggest destination, but for Mexican, Brazilian, Spanish telenovelas. I, I don't know if those guys know about it, but man, somebody. Oh, they know. Okay. Oh, no, I've spoken to them. They know. Oh, okay. they know. They know. <laughs> no. Oh, they is here and they is coming. <laughs> wow. You know? So you know that's that's the thing. You know, you just gotta. You just you you genuinely have to. One of the fundamentals about entrepreneurship is curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, curiosity. You 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 have to be you have to be curious. You have to find. You have to ask yourself why are things the way they are, you know. And if they are not in a way you think they should be, how do you solve that? How do you make them that way, you know? And once you, if if you look at it in that way, it becomes a bit more fun, you know. In that, yes, you're hustling for cash, you know, but ultimately it's just for you, just curious, intellectually curious as to how do they make, how do they solve that? Because Stephen Jobs couldn't code. He couldn't code well, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But he built an, a, a computer business, 700 billion valuation, probably going to be a trillion billion, a trillion dollar company in the next two to five years. Most definitely. Apple is going to be that big. You know, because the dude was like, he was just curious, like, can we not make these things better? <laughs> you know, from those big rooms of IBM computers, mm-hmm. can we just not make it personalized? You know, can we not make the, uh, the, the, the MP3 player more sexy? Can we not make the cell phone a bit more fun? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And lo and behold, that just that thinking, you know, has changed the world. But Africans have similar history, if not, you know, a rich history of, you know, innovation, of people asking deep questions from the universities in Timbuktu to, you know, to empires in Southern Africa, melting gold before the Europeans, building stone structures 400 years before the Europeans. You know what I mean? There is great history of curiosity. And solving problems, you know, and we need to tap into that. You know, we're not all, Africa didn't begin, you know, I dare say when the white man got here. Yeah. <laughs> Africa is, is 6,000 years old and it's got rich history of entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, of thinkers, of, of philosophers, of wise people, and we need to tap into that. So I think an entrepreneurship for me, the spread of that is definitely in amongst my people, you know, I just need to tap into that and get and get with that. And people will get it. You know, people will get it. So who's an entrepreneur you admire the most and why? Or who are some entrepreneurs that you admire? I prefer the latter some. Okay. <laughs> I think Marcus Garvey is it. Um, is ultimately he was a he was an activist, but the Black Star movement or the Black Star shipping company was entrepreneurship. You know, he wanted to take African Americans, bring them back to Africa. Mm. So he built a multinational company <laughs> during slavery and oppression times. Mm. A black multinational. You know, so I respect this also. Um, yo, man, the guys I've been really interested in recently, man. You know, people like Edison. Um, you know, just dude asking some really interesting questions. You know, I respect what Edison built, what Ford built, what Jobs built, you know. And they're, they're building in a certain context, you know. So yeah. Af- African entrepreneurs, man, I think it's it's they are few and far between, which is sad, you know. Um, but they're dudes like 
can I think of, man? I can't knock Jason's hustle because he, he, he built a company and he got money for that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He makes us better. As much as we fight, <laughs> he, makes, <laughs> he makes us better. You know what I mean? You know, he just makes you better in your game. You know, there are people like Stripe Masio from Zimbabwe have done very well, you yeah. know, both Econ and Wireless. You know, um, Zoom's the richest man in Nigeria. Man. What's that guy's name? Aluko Dangote. Aluko Dangote, exactly. Those dudes have done some very fascinating things. You know, what I respect a lot about the people I respect entrepreneurs, right, is the word I mean, curiosity and the, the, the desire to solve problems. Just this, to, to solve problems, just to ask questions and try solve them. So the, the person, the entrepreneur I respect the most is the trader, is the dude, you know, who is selling something on the corner street, right? He knows he needs to sell a certain amount of product so that he can eat first and foremost so he can, and he can buy more product. And so that he can make a profit, you know, to buy more product, to make to, 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 to increase the size of his consignment, right? Mm. That dude is doing that daily. So he's a CEO, CEO, CFO, marketing, sales, and distribution of his company. One dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And Africa is full of those dudes, those people. You know, I like traveling by road, you know, and I went to Zim last time by road. The paper just the what the most congested border control in, in, in Africa, right? The business border control in Africa, between Zimbabwe and South Africa, right? And there were about what 50, 55 buses. And the thing I noticed, those buses were full of traders, not residential or tourist travelers. So it was predominantly people moving product, you know. And I said to myself, that fascinated. I was like, wow, that's so interesting that there is demand for different types of products. And these guys have formed an informal economy, an informal structure of business, of capitalism mm. that is working. And I respect those people the most because they understand their context. They speak the language of the streets, you know, and they know what people want and they go get it for them. You know what I mean? Like the, that's, that's the tale of the continent. Yeah, that's the tale of, you know, people just hustling on the side. Like, you know what, man? Who's going to get me those tiles? Okay, no, let me go to Abidjan. Someone will take two days to go to Abidjan from Accra, get there, like, boom, I got some tiles for you, pay me something. You know, those are the hustlers I respect the most because they are encompassing two years of MBA training at Harvard or at Penn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every day they're doing case studies. Every yeah. day is a case study for them. You know, and those are the best aspects, I believe. A case study of life. Of life. <laughs> That's good. Good. So, um, I think you've spoken about what you regretted in the past, but um, for new graduates that are thinking of starting or launching a venture right now, what's, what's the one key advice you would give somebody that is young, maybe coming out of university or varsity, and is thinking of, um, launching out on their own or maybe somebody that is in the diaspora listening to this show and listening to all the exciting things you've talked about and the growth that is happening in Africa and that is looking to come back with a fresh set of eyes and just uh, a whole bag of ideas to come and do something in Africa. What, what would you advise those two people? Trust yourself. You've got to trust yourself purely because you're going to be told that it won't work. Um, anything that's counterculture or goes against a certain type of thinking, immediately you'll be told it won't work. And you'll be told by those closest to your friends and family. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to trust yourself. You've got to have a mental fortitude, a stubbornness, um, a self-belief and confidence that can, can, that can rise above any negative thought. 
you know, so you've truly got to believe that this particular idea opportunity is it. This is what I need to do, you know. Secondly, I think you've, um, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe in God. I believe in the Christian God. And faith has been fundamental to my journey as a, as a human being and as an entrepreneur. And my, my, having that level of belief and having God believe in me to give me these, we're all custodians of dreams, yes. you know, we're all custodians of God's expectations of ourselves, you know, and God's love of us. And, and for me, it's, uh, I found that uh, very important. And, and for me, faith is, is something that um, grounds me, but also motivates me, you know, to be good at what I do, to be excellent, you know. I mean, Ephesians 4, 1, you know, live up to your calling, yes, of course. You know, and um, obviously it's in a certain context, but the way I look at it, sometimes it's also live up to your dream, to to your skill sets. If you're good at something, you need to express that. You know, you need to, you owe it to the world <laughs> to express your skills. You know what I mean? And um, so for me, that's important. Faith is important to me, but fundamental to advice to any new person, you've got to believe in yourself, man. Mm. You know, you really have to believe in yourself. If you don't, you will not make it. That's true. And, yeah. it's, and it's funny how you mentioned that. I've always had a discussion with like one or two of my friends that don't believe in God. I'm a Christian too. And I'm mm. like, look, Christian, Muslim, believe in God or you don't. There's a certain thing that God gives everybody. Let's say, let, I, I always call it an idea stream. So basically, ideas are just like floating above our heads. Same way we have like TV or radio yeah. signals floating above our heads. Now, you have to tap into this. The one key thing that is in you that will connect that antenna and pick up that idea, and then you have to run with it. Now, you might say, oh, it's instinct, whatever. I, I believe that God is not going to let an idea like video streaming on demand in Africa just be laying fallow without having a couple people there to pick up that idea and run in with it. Yeah. You ran with it. Jason ran with it. And Bunny TV, they ran with it. Maria. I believe it's the name. Yeah, Marie, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that faith, as you call it, and faith as it is, is just like, you know, it might just be a spark. You, you won't have the money. You won't have the energy. You won't have a lot of things. But you know what? You have that one idea, and you're like, just, just need to, like, you know, step out and, like, give it a go and, okay. see, and see what happens. Exactly. I, I raised, I raised uh, a lot of money in 15 minutes. The money I was trying to raise... Four years prior, I raised it in 15 minutes. Because the reality was it was time. God felt it was time. Yeah. And I get that. <laughs> you know, it's just time. It's like, okay, you've done this, you failed, but it's time. And yeah. you're like, cool. And it, 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 it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, random party, like, yo, I do this. Okay, cool. I like what you're doing. Let me give you cash. Mm-hmm. That, uh, nothing to do with me, man. Yeah. You know, that nothing to do with me. And that's the way I've, I've, I've I found some success and... Honestly, honestly, man, it's just been grace and God. It really has nothing to do with me. I'm just, as I said, a custodian of these dreams, yeah. a vessel of these things, and and I respect my role. That's why I couldn't be nothing more than an entrepreneur because that's my calling. I would be failing God if I didn't get into the hospital. Yeah, yeah, I'd be failing myself too. But this is what I've been 
I'm 15, dog. You know what I'm saying? 15, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been at this, you know, for nearly 20 years. Yeah. You know, just hustling. You know, and and, and that's not, that's divine, man. And, and I think that for me, it's 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 what keeps me safe at night. It's what keeps me sane. You know, when things are hard, and I failed a lot. You know, and I will fail again. But um, I believe ultimately by God's grace and, and will, you know, I'll make it. Yeah. You know, make it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so I guess this will be my final question before I let you go back to the hospital. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the useful resources that have been invaluable to you in your entrepreneurial journey, like books, software, tapes, messages, anything that you've used and you found that has helped you I, I think grow the and develop? Is- is the most amazing resource ever developed. It's a double-edged sword, of course, but I think it's an amazing place. But um, in terms of books, man, I really like uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers and David and Goliath. David and Goliath is really cool because it really speaks to the African narrative of, you know, not many, having many resources available to entrepreneurs or to different thinkers. You know, it encourages you to, to look at um, what people may perceive as advantages may not necessarily be advantages. What you may perceive as weakness may actually be an advantage. You know, um, Africa is an advantage. It's an advantage to be here. It's an advantage to go and see the weirdest places, you know, where you think there isn't commerce, but there is, you know, and you see how people are making. As I said earlier, the people I learned the most from are the dudes who are trading, who are just like on the streets or moving products. You know, how are they doing it? You know, that that's that's a, you would think that's a disadvantage, but that's an amazing advantage yeah. because they are learning so many core skills, you know, that if you take that dude from the street, you can put him into a boardroom and he will know every aspect of your business. You know, he will understand at least the core principle of how to buy, how to sell, <laughs> SWOT analysis, you know, <laughs> all the things that you, you learn at B-School, he will be able to speak to them on some level. Yeah. You know, because he's been in the trenches. So, you know, David and Goliath, I think, is a really good book. Outliers is a really good book, too. I think um, the, the, the Isaacson uh, biography of, of what's Isaacson, I think? Yes. Biography of Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs. Jobs is fantastic. It's a fantastic book. Um, I think, I think, man, weirdly enough, books like Steve Biko's I write what I like, you know, really speak to the mind of the context of being Africans and, and just learning our history. I think that's a really good book. You know, I think it's a book that really encourages you to, you know, take away any fundamental colonial hangovers or apartheid hangovers about progress and blackness, you know. Mm. I think that's a, that's a fantastic, fantastic read. And what's the I name of the book again? I Write What I Like. I Steve Write Beagle. What I Like. Yeah. Okay. By Steve Biko. Um... Good resources. Um, Fortune magazine, their their online edition is fantastic. Um, I really I really like that um, publication. They know what they're doing. I'm not a big Forbes fan, but um, Fortune they, they have a lot of great stories about entrepreneurs that you know I think you learn you learn a lot. Um, TechCrunch is unbelievable. Wired is fantastic. There are a lot of good YouTube channels out there. Um, there's a good podcast by. Um, Howard Business School, Harvard Business School. It's a fantastic podcast. Okay. Um, HBS's podcast that people should check out. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, and fundamentally, if you're a Christian, I think you, you find a lot of um, motivation, a lot of ways to handle handle life 
not only as a person, but as an entrepreneur in the Bible. You know what I mean? Because the Bible, they were hustlers, man. They were dudes who was hustling their business. Joseph was hustling, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You that dude, man. That dude had a plan, man. I always, I always tell people that in the Bible, you didn't have anybody that had jobs. They were all businessmen. Yeah, the only people that had jobs were the slaves. Exactly. People were making a plan, though. You know, and, you, and there's a lot you can learn. There's a lot you can learn about relationship with money, relationship with the people you employ, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with vanity, arrogance. You know, you learn, you learn how philosophies, spiritual philosophies that should affect the way you run and manage your business or the way you run and manage people. You know, and I think that comes fundamentally from God. And for me, that's something I hold dearly to. And, um, and, and, and as a resource is, is my faith. You tap into that on a daily basis, you know. But the beauty about it, there are a lot of God guides you to a lot of wise people. And one thing I encourage people, read cross-disciplines. You know, a friend of mine was encouraging me to, well, in event coming to read about physics, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that's on my mind a lot right now is just reading about physics, you know. And I understand nothing about that. It's really hard to understand. But some of the things, the questions Einstein was asking, some of the questions I was reading about quantum computing yesterday, you know, the questions these guys are asking are so fascinating. And you're like, okay, dude, these guys are obviously on a higher level of, of, of intellectual ability than me. But fundamentally, they're asking some really interesting questions and they're trying to solve them within their field. And how are they? What kind of what kind of um, tools are they using to solve these problems? And what can I learn from that? You know what I mean? And yeah. so read cross discipline. Like like if you read poetry, read philosophy. You know you know and 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 try have a a, a, a well and be as well informed as possible about people because at the end of the day you're selling to people. And you are actually a writer and a poet yourself. So where can yes, we find? Yes, I am. And you authored a book. Is it published now? No, not yet. I, I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm gonna do it, man. Sure Why not, man? Come on. I'm not real sure. Man. I, I need to look at it again. Actually. Okay. You, you, in fact, you know what? You don't even need to publish it. Just put it on Amazon KDP, and then if somebody <laughs> wants to print it themselves, they can. Print it Maybe, on I Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, let's, I let's get your work out there. I, I was trying to find the book and I couldn't find it. I was like, wow. Nah, nah, it's all good, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, put it put it up there. Put it up there. You never know. I'll look at it again. I'll look at it. I'm going to get back to writing this year, man. Oh, I appreciate okay. the podcast because I like, I like podcasts, man. I think it's a business I want to invest in, so you keep me posted. Okay. You know let's see what we can do, man. <laughs> Since you're back in Africa soon, let's see what we can do, man. Oh, we'll definitely do that. It's, it's a part of my strategy. My next strategy is okay. just to invest in this space. I think it's a big thing. Okay, great. great uh, and great. good work. You're doing good work, brother. Thank great. you very much for this opportunity. Much appreciated. Man. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure right, talking man. to you for this hour and a half. And obviously, I wish sure. you the best and look forward to meeting Thanks. you soon. Definitely, man. Listen, send me the link to this and put on that social network and see what's going on. Man. All right. Great, great. All, All right, right, brother. Thank you. Have a good afternoon, man. You well, too. Good morning to you, actually. Good morning. <laughs> Bye. Don't let another minute go by without taking action to change your life. Visit Ordeshi.com right now for more incredible resources, and we'll see you next time on Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur.